tuned in to Brave Heart Talks, bi-weekly podcast coming your way and we are talking all things real life, how to be brave and in this episode we're going to have conversation all about healthy habits. So we hope that you enjoy this conversation, sit back, relax, get a cup of tea as we talk all things healthy habits. Hey Em, you okay? Hey Meg, so good to be I back know. doing this. I know, January 2023, time is flying and um, January's that time though, everyone's been saying to me like, what's your New Year's resolution? I'm awful at coming up with these, I mean I'm rubbish at keeping them. So we thought why not talk about this idea of healthy habits, but uh, right. I think we need to have a bit of fun to start with because Emma, when I look at you, I'm thinking you've got it in going girl, you've got everything in order, but there must be some habits <laughs> that are not so healthy. So what would you say your husband Luke would say your worst habit is yeah well um I asked him that question (laughs) because I knew that you were going to ask me that question and he literally began to reel off a list and I was like I'm not (laughs) saying any of those things um but I do know two two habits that I have that really really tick him off one is I set my alarm clock incredibly early I mean way before I'm getting out of bed like is it one of them annoying alarms like very aggressive yeah it does but it's your phone so I button it but I set it early because I like to wake up mentally before I get up physically if that makes sense so I like my alarm to go off and it'll often go off around the 5 30 mark or just before six and um and and because I like to wake up and I lay there I begin to think about the day ahead I start to pray in my mind before I even get up and that's Mm -hmm. a habit that I actually enjoy doing but of course my alarm wakes him up (laughs) so it's a good habit for you but not for your husband and he's not so gracious (laughs) with that he hates my alarm going off Um, I actually look forward to the day I get to use an alarm again I've got two kids under two so they're my alarms so I get a a child standing by my bed very scary just silent just staring at me (laughs) in the morning it's freaky well like I said to you then my other child woke up this morning her alarm was that she fell out of her cot so that's That's right I'm actually looking forward there is a day when alarm. you can set an yeah. alarm. The other habit that I have that he hates is that I let the um, petrol gauge get on to red before I do anything about yeah. it. He's like, why do you not keep the petrol tank topped up? And I don't let it go to amber or orange. It's screaming no, it's gotta bright be red. red. And that infuriates him. I think I'm actually waiting for him to mm-hmm. take the initiative and kindly put the fuel in the tank for yeah. me, but it never happens. Yeah. So yeah, they are two of yeah. the things that are habits of mine that he does not like. Yeah, well, they're, they're not too bad, Em. You're, mm. you're, you're right there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, after podcast, I want to know these habits that you don't want to share because they, <laughs> they sound interesting. <laughs> but this idea of habits then, you know, good routines or good things in your life when did you start doing that because I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking I can't even remember when you know was there an age where I started thinking right let's go put good habits in because I think when you're a teenager you, you do what your parents tell you and you kind of follow that but is there a time for you that you found I'm gonna start putting good habits in place and maybe what were they so I think your habits your original habits are um, formed in your early and formulative years and they are predominantly a way of life that your parents introduce you to and I was very fortunate I was saved when I was five years old I was brought up in a Christian household so probably the earliest habit that I can remember forming was praying yeah and I would have a ritual or a routine rather of praying bedtime prayers every single night Mm -hmm. but I think all 
All through my school years, I had an awareness that God was with me. So I knew how to pray when I felt fearful, pray before an exam or a test, pray when I felt lonely. And I knew as a small child how to do that. So that was definitely one of my earliest And I think that's so encouraging um, for the mums out there to know that you can train your kids from a young age to pray. And even for the teens out there right now listening, if they think, oh, I can't do it on my own, you can. And that's great. That's so encouraging. And my parents were newly saved as well. So it wasn't like, you know, that that was a natural thing for them but it but but I was taken to Sunday school and so it was just I was taught from a very early age that God is not just in church but he's with me wherever I go and so I carried that so whether you want to call it a habit a discipline or whatever the other thing not so spiritual I got into makeup at a really early (laughs) age how old come on so I was probably like 13 and I can remember that my I would empty my pencil case I did not have a protractor or a compass (laughs) or even a pencil I had (laughs) mascara I had lipstick I had a mirror and me and the girls in in my class we got really into just playing around with makeup and designs we didn't have the internet back then so we couldn't go and look at things we had to experiment on each other (laughs) And, um, and I can, you know, I can remember my dad being called into the headmaster and being told that I had to stop wearing makeup for school. And my dad would say, she doesn't wear makeup. And I used to do it at the bus stop. Did you? (laughs) So, so, so yeah. And I've had a routine with my skin and my makeup and everything all of my life yeah so they're my two routines yeah love that my kids already (laughs) getting into my makeup drawer so it's a nightmare so I need to keep them away try and keep them to 13 I think that's a good age but I think with this idea of habits and having healthy ones the reason why we talk about it so much is because I think they're so hard to keep. I think if we all kept habits, it'd be so much easier. But actually, it's so difficult to keep a healthy habit. We'd all be so much further on if we just all had healthy habits in our lives. So is there a time maybe in your life or what could you share on this idea of dropping habits or why we drop habits or if you've ever experienced a season where you found healthy habits just hard to maintain? Yeah, I think there's a step back even from that question. I think habits form um, not always consciously that you can pick up behaviors and ways and things that you do things subconsciously. So like, for example, that I just shared that I picked up the habit of prayer from my parents and what they they taught me through life. But I think also we can pick up wrong habits as well. And I think it's all to do with the company that we keep, the places that we go, where we spend our time, what we give our attention to, will subliminally develop patterns, cultures, ways, traits in us, and not all habits are healthy. So there does come a time in your life when you have to choose and make Mm. wise choices, make wise choices on what are you listening to? Who are you leaning into? What do you spend time looking at? What do your conversations sound like? Um, what is that the 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 crowd friends that I'm running with? Yeah. Because you will become most like whatever you give your time and attention to. And so, so when you choose to develop healthy habits or healthy routines, yeah, 
there is disciplines that we have to put in our lives to keep those up. But there are times when um, the wheel can fall off life, so to speak. There are times when we don't keep up the healthy habits. So let's talk about some healthy habits. Healthy habits are, you know, like cleaning your teeth every day. That's a healthy habit. That's something that's important that you keep up. But for those of us who are followers of Jesus, so too is reading our Bible Mm -hmm. or praying and other kind of healthy habits, or maybe another practical one would be fitness or Mm -hmm. um, the way that we eat. But I think often in life we're presented with... um, disappointments were presented with times of discouragement and disappointments and discouragement always come as a distraction from the healthy habits that you ought to be keeping in life because quite often when we're feeling downcast disappointment weary overcome doubtful Mm -hmm. negative we are the people that want to pull the duvet covers over our head. We yeah. don't want to get up. We don't want to face the day. And what happens is the healthy habits that perhaps feed our mind in a healthy way and keep our routine sustainable, they go out the window. I yeah. don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. I want to eat chocolate. I don't want yeah. salad today. <laughs> you know, it's all of those yeah. things and and so that's what I find. And and yeah, you know what, there have been times in my life, you know, there have been um, life experiences that I've had. I've, you know, we talked last week about a, a yeah. battle with cancer that I'd had. You know, I can remember for two weeks of that journey, just feeling like I was living life in a, in a yeah. black hole and everything that was normal and of routine to me in a good and healthy way went completely out the window. Mm. And I remember after about two or three weeks, really having to talk to myself and say, you can stay forever feeling sorry for yourself just because this is happening to you. It doesn't mean you have to be a certain way. Like, and part of my fight back against that was to bring back my healthy habits. So I would do crazy things, Meg, like, Mm. um, I knew that, um, in, in a battle of cancer, for example, when you're having chemotherapy, it's going to strip away your dignity. Not only does it make you feel rubbish on the inside, yeah. but you look rubbish on the outside because you, you know, you lose your hair and you lose your eyebrows and you lose your eyelashes and yeah. everything that dignifies you as a woman. And, um, and I made a decision that, you know, I'm, I'm going to get up and I am going to put makeup on yeah. every day. Did I feel like it? No, but I didn't want to look um, at myself as a victim. Yeah, I wanted to to be able to do it for me. I didn't do it for anybody else. I mean, some people would say it's foolishness or it was vanity, but for me at that time in my life, it made me feel better about myself. Yeah, and so I would stick eyelashes on yeah. and I would put makeup on and and I would feel better about me. But also, I started to read my Bible and again and because it was a difficult season I would put scripture on the wall Mm -hmm. or make myself have a routine or have a habit or develop a way because that season of my life wanted to be such a distraction yeah um 
I've had different seasons yeah. of my life, you know, when my children were small mm-hmm. and I couldn't get the time. Yeah. Or seasons when I've been a single mom yeah. and I've known what it's like when I feel like I'm getting pulled in so many directions. And I think you just have to make a decision mm-hmm. like, what do I value? Yeah. And who do I want to become? Yeah. And who do I see myself as being? Yeah. And then start to form habits or routines around fashioning yourself to become that person. And I love that because, you know, it it, it really encourages us to think actually we are all human. We are, we do go through things in life that throw us off off course. We can't always be on our A game. I think seasons of change as well, like for me, even stepping into motherhood or if someone's got a new job, move houses, any season like that, it just throws you off. And to get, I love what you said there, to get yourself back on course, have that um, goal or have that person who inspires you. And, you know, I just think, I just want to thank you, Emma, because I find, you know, when I've had that season of I'm a new mother, I've got two kids, I cannot even bother to do my hair, makeup, and I see you and, you know, you inspire a lot of people. And I think it's so great to have that to be like, actually, no, I'm not going to stay like this. I'm not going to stay in this season. I'm going to get up. I'm going to put my makeup on. I'm going to put my hair up. You know, for me, it's brushing my hair. Like put it on a bun every day. It'd be easier. But you know, I I think that's really encouraging. And what I've learned as well is so often when you're in that season, when you've got bad habits and you look at those with good habits, you can become quite bitter. I think as women think like, oh, it's okay for them. They're not going through this or, but I actually think, I think there's so much honor behind women who choose to have healthy habits because it's not easy for anyone and for any woman who's chosen to have a healthy habit like every person you know we go to the gym and everyone we see who who's in great shape it's like actually you give honor to that because they're probably saying no to the cakes that I'm saying yes to they're probably going to the gym a little bit more than I am so there's work behind everything no one comes out and has a successful life without healthy habits in place and even for you Emma you know we look at your life and you, you, you know you're a senior pastor of a a great church, Liverpool One Church. You're a founder of a fast-moving women's ministry. You're a mum of three boys. I mean, that must be hard. You're a (laughs) wife. You're a friend to many. You have, and you look like you have it great, Emma. But I know behind that, there is sacrifice. Behind that, there's things people don't see, habits that people don't see. So can you share with us maybe some of them habits that has enabled you to do all that you're doing right now? Yeah, I think it's... Being aware that actually none of us have it all together, no matter what we look like um, to somebody else or no matter what Instagram says, there is none of us that have it all together. And I think that rather than looking at it as a whole, I think it's important to look at it from the beginning and go, okay, every good habit, it starts somewhere. Yeah. Um, You know, just, just to say, you know, the crazy 2021, 2020, 2021 season we were all in, in lockdown. I remember partway through that season, I'm going, I'm going to set my alarm early again. I'm going to get up. I'm going to read my Bible. Then I'm going to put my makeup on and I'm going to put clothes on. Though I'm seeing no one (laughs) and though I'm going nowhere. But I had to do that to start to mentally feel like I could get it together myself that's not everybody's story but that is my story and so the things that have helped me is is having um routine Mm -hmm. like without routine 
nothing I don't believe is sustainable. Routine is key. And even um, though you can't put Jesus in a box and just make him routine, you know, it's about having a relationship with Christ. But part of that relationship, it comes out of a routine that you've established. Um, You know, you've mentioned that you and I go to the gym a couple of times a week, but our relationship is established through the routine that we've set in place. I'd not be going if it wasn't for you, Emma, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) but 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 do you know what I'm saying it's like we put a routine in place and out of the routine the relationship develops Mm -hmm. and a lot of people get frustrated because they hear about this relationship with Jesus but they don't put any routine in place to spend the time with him And so that's been a massive rock in my life is the discipline of, and I shape it up and I change it. I'm not, I don't have it the same every single day. There are some days maybe when the weather's nicer that I get up and the first thing I do is I hit the beach. I've got the dog. We'll walk for, you know, an hour and, and and I pray and that's my routine with God. That's, that's where I get my, that's where I spend my time. I, I, I walk down to the beach, you know, giving him all of my issues and concerns and problems. And then I walk back from the beach and I, and I listen often. I listen often. I have my worship music in. There are other days when I get up and I'll just spend half an hour and I'll, I'll read the Bible. There's other days when I will just listen to worship music. And, yeah. but I find that connection somewhere. I'll find the routine and the, the, the way of just spending that time with God. So that's massive to me. I do have routines as well, where literally uh, when I've done that walk and I've done that talk, I, I then sort myself out and for me, it's hair and makeup every single day, even yeah. if I'm going nowhere. I just want to know that I'm ready to face the day. And and again, some might call it vanity. Trust me, these days I call it a necessity. You do not <laughs> want to see me. I, I actually remember Solomon, my my son, when he was about nine years old, I remember waking up and he was standing by my bed. And as I woke up and opened my eyes, he just looked at me and he went, what happened? Oh no! It's like <laughs> nothing happened. Mummy's just waking up. <laughs> this is what I look like just waking up. But but for me, yeah. I uh, that's my routine. Yeah. So I get up and it's like you know makeup on, mascara on, yeah. or eyelashes on, whatever that looks yeah. like, because I'm ready to face the day, yeah. and, and then I can just get on with my day. Because in part, you know. How you feel about yourself affects your confidence massively. Yeah, definitely. And so I want to know that I'm prayed up and strengthened in the way of God. Yeah. I want to know that I have confidence yeah. about myself to, to go out and speak to people or meet people or do whatever yeah. the day has for me. So, so structure and routine are massive. Yeah. Without that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And I always feel like I want to increase. I don't feel a a season of life where I want to decrease yet. I want to take on more. And I'm always praying to God for the more. But I know that God won't give me any more unless he knows I'm being obedient and trustworthy with what I already have. And if I'm fraying at the edges with what I already have, then there's no more coming anytime soon. And so I have that routine. So before I go to bed of a night, right? My clothes the next day, they're laid out. I kind of have gone there in my head. I know what we're all eating. 
I so just the basics yeah. of routine because sometimes the basics it's hard you say it's, a, it's so difficult isn't it for people who oh, are busy you can make so many excuses but you do feel so much better like you know if you've got a household and you've got kids and the next day they're going to school whatever and you haven't got the uniform ready it's Strike. just adds stress but you can do it better if your time management good and because I think you do actually have there is a lot of hours in the day isn't there mm-hmm. and sometimes we're just like I've not got enough time but actually it's like we can procrastinate so much of the day so I, I just love that having routines in place to make sure that the next day you're prepared for it ready for it when you're prepared and you have routine in place you save yourself an awful lot of time because yeah. we are the great time wasters yeah and so yeah preparation yeah. Is, is key I love that definitely so you've given us so many habits already Emma and you know there's some of the things that you do but for you know the girls listening what's maybe like three things you can give them three habits that you think girls this is going to set you up to win if you can do these three habits yeah okay so so if I was to encourage someone to have habits I would give them something for their body something for their soul and something for their mind love it and so for your body I'd say look after yourself because you don't know what life's going to throw at you mm-hmm. and for whatever season God has you in now you need to be fit yeah you need to be fit to seize the opportunity you know if, if God has a plan and a purpose for your life which is what Jeremiah 9 ta- Je- 29 11 <laughs> <laughs> the most common verse in the Bible <laughs> there you go if God does have a plan and a purpose for our life which we believe he does because his word tells us then he has to have a body to execute that plan and that purpose through and if your body is not feeling up to the task then he's not going to be able to execute the plan and the purpose that he wants to do through you and in you and none of us know what life is going to throw at us. We don't know what's around the next corner. But I believe if that we can look after ourselves the best to our ability, yeah. you know, then we can always believe God for the impossibilities yeah, that we're going to need to believe him for. That's great. So, you know, and I'm not nailed in this. I'm not perfect in this. You know, I am not the, the slimmest and fittest of women, but we have a routine, right? We yeah. go to the gym. We yeah. try and do it at least three times a week. Yeah. I don't love it, but actually we do doing it. <laughs> it with somebody else, it's a great habit to form yeah. because you become accountable to each other. Um, and eating as well. I love all the junk food and all the wrong food, <laughs> but I put a habit in place of eating healthy and well 85% of the time, 90% of the time, the, and the then trying <laughs> to have, then enjoying myself when, when you know, it's a birthday, it's a party, it's yeah. a weekend, and I can. So that would be my habit for your body. My yeah. habit for your soul would be this, walk in forgiveness Mm. because I'm telling you now when you carry offense and you carry bitterness it absolutely ruins you from the inside out so you need to develop a habit of treating offense like a hot coal in your hand like I'm gonna drop it the minute I get a hold of it because if you carry offense through your life it will steal from you it will rob you and it will destroy you Mm -hmm. and so you don't want to do that but forgiveness is not a feeling it's a choice yeah so you have to choose 
to walk in forgiveness. It's a discipline you put in place. It's a habit you put in place. It's something that I, like when I'm offended, like it's not even an option for me to meditate on that, think about it, dwell on it. I'm going to lose it. And for your spirit, I would say, fall into a habit of reading your Bible, Mm -hmm. journeying and journaling with God. Because he's in your tomorrow, you're not. He knows Mm -hmm. what you need for the next week, the next month, the next six years to come, right? And when you open his word and you learn to to form a habit of just every day, God, I'm going to spend that 20 minutes with you, that 30 minutes with you every single day, God, I'm going to be mindful that you are with me wherever I am and whatever I'm doing I promise you God will talk to you God is relational and relatable and he's with you and it's the best life that you could possibly yeah, carve out so there so would be true. my three They're three great. habits what great habits you know I'm excited to listen to this again and just write <laughs> them down and go ahead and do them but what would you say then as we finish off this They've got these girls are listening. They've got these habits that they want to do. Sometimes it can be quite overwhelming when you want to start a habit. So how can these girls start these habits strong? How can they start strong with this year ahead, 2023? Is that right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Yeah, of course, we're at the time of year when everybody wants to put in their New Year's resolutions and the new habits and it's the age old, here's my six new habits for the year and we get into week four of January and we're, you know, doubtful we'll be doing any one of them. Um, So yeah, I have a verse here and I want to share it with you um, because it's been an anchor verse for me when I've been, I don't like to think of habits as habits. So maybe if we could learn to replace the word habit with routine or lifestyle, because with a new year's resolution or a new habit, What you do is they're very shallow because usually our goals are very shallow. I'm going on holiday, need a new body, going to a party. So I'm going to, you know, eat lettuce until the party (laughs) so I can get in the dress. And, and, And so they're very, very shallow. And so we need to have longevity in mind. We need to be Mm -hmm. thinking way into the future. So don't think of it about a habit that you want to start, but rather a lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah, that's great. Right? And so this scripture is found in Matthew 11, verse 28, and I've written it, uh, I've got it up on my screen. So it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Mm. And I think to any one of them three, we could all go yes at any one time. And then this is what Jesus says. He says, come to me and get away with me. That's your spend your time with God Mm -hmm. and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. And you will learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's great. And that line, the unforced rhythms of grace, that was like an arrow that pierced my heart many Mm -hmm. years ago. And I have observed in my life the times when I have tried to force things to happen, when I've wanted things to happen, when I want to be away and I'm not that way and then I get frustrated with myself. And what I've learned 
is this unforced rhythm of grace. So the more time that I spend with Jesus, mm-hmm. I find a rhythm for my life. Yeah. And that rhythm, it's like learning to live in the rhythm. You know, you think about a rhythm, you yeah. think about music, you think about instruments. And if you think about um, an orchestra playing, it only takes one instrument to be out of time and out of rhythm and the whole thing sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Your life can feel terrible, can look terrible when you are out of tune or out of time with what God wants for your life. And so I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore, but mm-hmm. what I do at the start of every year is I say, God, what's our rhythm for this year? Yeah, I love that. What's the rhythm? Yeah. Like where are we going? What are we doing? What mm-hmm. is it that you want me to do? Because yeah. I need to get into the rhythm of what you've got for me, not just what I've got planned. Yeah. Because when I find that rhythm, do you know what? It's going to come with ease. Yeah. It's not going to feel too much. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be stressed yeah. out, but I'm going to learn to do life in the unforced rhythm of his grace. Yeah, I love that. Um, That scripture just spoke right into my heart because even before we filmed this, I was thinking, what's one habit that I want to push into? And it was the habit of rest. And it's more, not the rest that we think and having more sleep, because actually that's not possible for me in this season, but it's the rest that comes with being with Jesus, that rest that comes with having your life in line where you give him that time to give you that rest. So the fact that you brought that scripture, that is so powerful. And, And I agree, it's all in his grace. You know, you can do so much more in his strength than our own strength. So if these girls are going to try and do this all in their own strength, they'll probably fail because we've all been there, tried to do it on our own strength. So doing these lifestyles, having your life in order with his strength, it's so much more possible. But hey, I love that conversation. That was so, so many good stuff to take from it, Em. And before we finish, we cannot finish without talking about something that is coming up this year because it's an exciting year for us at Braveheart. We've got Braveheart Conference and I think it's only about four months away. Oh, that's so scary. It's exciting. (laughs) I can't wait. But we talked about this last podcast. So if you've missed last podcast, girls, they should go and check it out. But let's talk one thing then because I think it's a great habit to get yourself to conference, to to pour into yourself. Um, So what's one thing, the girls who are listening, if they haven't brought their tickets yet, what would you say? Wow, yeah, you know, it's um, for me personally, Personally, this is part of an unforced rhythm. This is just something that God has beautifully orchestrated, organically brought about. And yeah, I say it's scary, but I am super excited. And if I had one thing to say to the listeners, um, if you're contemplating, should I, shouldn't I come? What is it? Is it for me? Is it not for me? I want to say it is absolutely for you. It is for women from all all walks of life. And why would this year be so special? It's because it's the first one that we've launched as a conference. And there is something so beautiful at the beginning of a story. There's going to be something so unique about being in the room at the very, very first one that we do in the convention center. And you're going to be a part of being a history maker. You're going to be a part of rewriting um, history for for women of this generation. And I know there's multiple conferences and we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but this is the start of a brand new season. And I don't want you to miss out. 
with what God is going to do in that room. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I cannot wait. Well, girls, that's all we've got time for today for our Braveheart Talks podcast. We hope you've loved it. I've loved it. I'm going to listen again, take notes. There was so much goodness in that. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, why don't you subscribe to this so you don't miss the next conversation? Why don't you share this podcast with your friends? Encourage them because this is so good for so many people. It's going to bless people in their world. So hey, girls, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you.